She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. And now it's time for Down the Rabbit Hole with Molly. If he's keeping space aliens from this, fucking kudos, Hank Green. Kudos. I don't know what you heard about me. But bitches can't get a dollar out of me. Well, we'll let you guys know if fame changes us. So, you know, like and subscribe, whatever. What is the thing the kids do? Click the link down below. Mommy needs like a 10 minute unsubscription. Pee pee. Hey! Hi, you! Uh, so it's been a little bit longer than we normally go without seeing each other because, uh... Homeschooling! I, That's and, why. And I had to finish a damn book and go camping at the same time. Um, well, the, okay, to be clear, neither of us were prepared. It's a we, good point. <laughs> um, besties, we tried to record on the weekends because that's when April is off. And, right. um... By uh, Friday evening, neither of us had finished the book for a Saturday <laughs> slash Sunday recording. And so, to be very more specific, I still had 163 pages left. Bro, same. So, same. Uh, yeah, but I went camping. Um, That's fun. You know. The pictures were great. I mean, yeah, we yeah, had a good time. We did. Uh, we did have a good time. We always do when we go with the Cub Scouts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to tell you this funny story. Oh, I boy. have. I have a student who accidentally found out that we have a podcast when he asked me, what are you reading? And I was like, oh, I'm reading this book, the graveyard book for my podcast. And then I went internally, damn it. So he's (laughs) made it his mission to try to figure out uh, what my podcast is. And I straight up told him, I was like, when he said, oh, you have a podcast? I was like, no. No, I don't. I don't. Have, I feel no, like I if he would have googled have your name and podcast, mm-hmm. it should come up. Well, I would think so too. But you know what? I'm going to do it right he, now. He said it. He couldn't find it, which I was like, I don't want you to find it. And he's like, I don't understand why you don't want me to find it. And I was like, because I'm not. I'm oh, not. there like is we- another podcaster named April that does oh. a royalty podcast. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, that's not me. Um, but I do love the royal family. But anyway, um, no, I, I said, well, I'm not Miss fill in my last name here. Um, with I, I'm not that person. I'm myself. I'm April. And so I don't want you to find it because this is not the persona of the teacher. This is a school librarian. This is me. Right, right. School. I mean, that makes sense. Right. I mean, the language that we're using on here... I mean, it's my, it's way I talk. Like, I say fuck a lot, and that's okay. But it's not okay, you know, for your students to find, my students to find it. So anyway, so that's been an interesting uh, thing. I just keep thinking about, like, uh, you know that Fetty Set song? I don't know what you heard about me. Like, that's how I feel. (laughs) (laughs) But bitches can't get a dollar out of me. Yes. So what's going on in Molly World? We had to go over lab safety again with Piper Addison, <laughs> my scientist. Is she blowing shit up? She burnt herself pretty good. Oh no, Piper. Is she okay? She's fine. Her ego's hurt. We had to get some aloe on it, but she Listen. forgot heat rises oh, and gosh. she's holding a match. That the science experiment was put a match in alcohol, put a match in water. I left her with Matt and Matt watched her strike it. And next thing I know, I just hear screaming and crying and I come downstairs and Matt goes, I really didn't think you were going to do that. (laughs) So what I I heard is dad can't be in charge of science experiments anymore. (laughs) it's not that dad can't be in charge. It's dad should have went over safety protocols to make sure Piper was aware of all the situation. Right. Uh, when I was in high school, AP Kim, my other best friend Dawn dropped hydrochloric acid on herself and went, oh no, and sat down. And I was like, girl, get to the shower. What are you doing? Oh no. Oh, Dawn. And she was like, oh no, and sat down. I was like, no, 
you have hydrochloric acid on you. Bro. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's been Lab a week. Safety. To, yeah. to say it's been a week is an understatement. But that's beside the point. Yeah. yeah. They're off getting pumpkins now. We're going to carve later. I've tried to convince the girls that to tick to do the TikTok thing where they carve with um, a pressure washer. Matt yeah, told I me, don't, no. I don't know what that is. It, 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 it's just this trend where they draw a stencil of like yeah. what they want to carve. Molly, and then they you're giving a- away you're giving away trade secrets if we're carving pumpkins, but it's November when our listeners are listening. To okay, us. that's true. <laughs> that's true. I just like yeeting pumpkins onto oncoming traffic. <laughs> well, uh, by by the time that this episode airs, we will potentially have hit a thousand streams. I think. Fingers we're very we're very close we're right very now. Close. Um, and so I, I'm optimistic that when um, this episode airs, which will be November 2nd, um, if you're listening, right. it's very meta because, you know, it is November 2nd today. Like um, we're in the time loop, man. Right. Like yeah. We're so in the time we're, loop. we're really close to a thousand streams and I think we're going to hit it. Um, but let's talk about what we're talking about today. Oh, so yeah, that's are, a good idea. Hey, we're covering a book, guys. Yeah. In <laughs> case you forgot what this podcast was about. So we just did two months back-to-back of, like, special reads. So in September, we did uh, banned books, and I hosted mm-hmm. all those. Um, and then in October, we did spooky reads, and Molly hosted all those. Thank God I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, side note, before we went to film this, I was like, I forgot how to host. I haven't done it <laughs> You got this. I have <laughs> so, um, so we are back to alternating hosts every week, and um, the hostess is the one who picked the book. Although is the one with the mostest. Yeah, sometimes it's one a book that we both have already read and enjoyed. But anyway, all of that is to say, to me. all of that is to say, yes, this week is new to you. All of that is to say that this week we are reading an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. Look at that cover. If you are my identical on, twin um, in chaotic and, and neutrals, look what, April, look what April did. Oh fuck me! Oh, <laughs> April went tab happy. All right, so, besties, go get a cup of coffee. This is <laughs> <happy. laughs> so uh, um, I am a former English teacher, and I love annotating books, but I um. I don't always write in my books, so I got these tabs, and then, like, I told Tom how much I spent on the tabs. It was, like, a huge pack of tabs on Amazon for, like, uh-huh. $10, but he was like, okay, mathematically, you're going to lose money on the pot if you tap on your books. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, fair, fair enough. <laughs> I was like, Rude. I'm not going to tap the ones from the library, because that's just a waste of my time. But, um, anyway. Because so we got pulled reading- off. Yeah, yeah, true. All right, so we are reading an absolutely remarkable thing by Hank Green. This is his first novel, um, and I'm gonna go ahead and give a synopsis if that's okay. Sounds good to me. Let's rock and roll. All right, so 23 year old April May, oh. which is the worst name ever published. Hate it. All right, Jerry. So wait, let me get it closer. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, you you know better. <laughs> I hate the name. All right, sorry. Okay. 23-year-old April May stumbles across an interesting structure in New York City on her way home from work at 3 a.m. Thinking the structure is an interesting art installation, she calls her best friend, Andy Scamp, to come film a bit with her. The bit becomes a viral sensation as it is revealed that this art piece, quote-unquote, is actually found in every major city in the world. The Carls, as they come to be known, based on the name April gives them in her first video, turns out, turn out to be so much more than art. They're alien life forms on our planet. With the help of material scientist Miranda, April uncovers the truth that that Carl wants three elements from humanity, iodine, americium, and uranium. When April, Andy, and Miranda, and April's newly hired assistant, Robin, present Hollywood Carl with two of those elements, things get really weird. Carl's hand falls off and runs through Hollywood and into the magic castle where they let it in because that isn't even the weirdest thing they've seen there. This process also starts the quote unquote dream, which is the first ever dream spread through contact. The dream turns out to be a series of puzzles that lead up to the ultimate clue to what Carl wants. 
To declode the clues, April enlists the help of her now ex-girlfriend and ex-roommate Maya, Miranda, Andy, and Robin to help create the Psalm, a place where dreamers can work together to solve the sequences within the dream. Although April's motives seem pure, she has actually taken on a persona of her and Andy's own design. April May becomes a celebrity influencer and political pundit, growing an audience of believers that the Carls do not want to harm us. On the opposing side is Peter Patwicki, or PP, who creates the Defenders movement. The Defenders are essentially right-leaning xenophobes who spread fear and hate regarding the Carls. The two opposing sides face off in a debate that take that rakes in lots of money for April's agent, Jennifer Putnam, who also happens to be representing PP without April knowing. PP's Rude. rants eventually lead to two attempts on April's life, one a shooting in her apartment, and two a stabbing in the street. When both of these fail, his followers become more desperate. After successfully cracking the final key that only April was supposed to have access to, the Defenders hacked the decoder Miranda created in the Psalm, which leads April to a building where they trap her inside and set the place on fire. In the end, April is no longer a person of her own. She belongs to the world. Her fame has become so gross that even she hates herself. Bro, same. All right, so that was a really long synopsis, and probably maybe I gave away too many details before we actually got to discuss okay. it. Was that terrible? Should, no, should I love like, it. Should we re-record no, that? No, no okay. it's good. I love it. All right, so I kind of went down like a crazy like. I, okay, so this is, yeah, so this is my third time reading this book. The first time I read it um, was when it first came out. Um, I'm a huge Vlogbrothers. When did it brothers. come out? Um, two 2018 maybe 2018? really something like that um hang on let me let me look because now i forget uh 2019 no 2019 2018 was the first printing and then the paperback was 2019 i have the paperback version i also own the uh ebook version so it came out in 2018 um and i think it was like october or something like that that it came out and i read it when it first came out um i'm a huge fan of the vlog brothers john green sorry like, trying to look at something and it started playing i'm sorry <laughs> keep going um john green is like a hero of mine and so i follow the vlog brothers and i was very excited to read hank's book um because this is his first time publishing a book my first reading of the book um i was looking through goodreads and i only gave it three stars the first time i read it really and i still stand by that rating based on the reasons that i had for it but when the second book came out i went ahead and got the second book and also had read it but when i started it i had that moment that i was like i forgot everything that happened so i had to go back and read an absolutely remarkable thing again i kind of like when a book does that when it like escapes my mind and i get yeah. to reread it yeah it kind of well, gives you a fresh perspective so this was my third time reading this and i enjoyed it more this time probably because i knew where it was going so this is the sequel a beautifully foolish endeavor which by the way he named his character terribly, but both of these books have fantastic names. Um, so because I know how A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor ends, I feel like I liked An Absolutely Remarkable Thing more. Okay. So uh, should we get into our questions? Yes, let's do it. All right. So uh, this is Hank Green's first novel. I know you love Hank Green. I love um, Hank. So you're a fan of his TikTok videos. Even when they're super weird, you send them to me. Um so I guess my first Don't big question. Don't the birds, April. I'm sorry. So I guess my first big question is, uh, did you like the book? I did. Um, uh, there's, I have a, fu- a few complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see his writing process in the book. Mm-hmm. I can see where the editor stepped in. Mm-hmm. And I can see where the ep- editor stepped back. Yeah. Um, the one thing I have a major issue with is her name. And oh, I feel I like as, as a writer, yes, as a writer, I'm ringing my bell too, but I want to finish my thought bubble. Um, April May is a filler name. So when you don't mm-hmm. know what to name a character and you're developing this character and you're mm-hmm. writing and you're building it, you eventually go, oh, her name should be X, Y, and Z because of this, mm-hmm. this, and this. And you go back and you change the character's name. Mm-hmm. He just forgot to do that. Like, that's what that feels like here. It feels like he was like, I'm going to use April May as a filler name. And he forgot. 
And, um, but you see, you can definitely tell he is a new writer. Mm-hmm. I, like, I could tell that too. You sure. can, it, it, it tastes like first time writing, right? Yeah. Like, yes. Um, you also get a sense of his chaos. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I got that. Mm-hmm. Right? I just don't know how he contained it long enough to write a full book. Well, That's I think he, what I don't comprehend. I think he poured <laughs> that chaos into April. Um, right. And she but, becomes that but chaos. But, like, to finish a book as yeah. as an ADHD chaotic right. neutral, like, this, like, we're a little freaking ball of, like, mm-hmm. energy, but... We lose focus really easily. And it's right. hard for us to stay on track to finish something. Right. So for him well, to he, like just complete this is amazing. Well, and he has so many side projects because, you know, besides Vlog Brothers, he and Hank or he and John run a podcast together. Right. Um he runs Which uh, we'd love to be on. Call us, guys. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. Um he, you know, co-founded Don't Forget to Be Awesome with his right. brother John. Um he also runs SciShow and Crash Course. Right. Um and the back of the novel gives a little, you know, author info and it actually says that uh that the Washington Post has named him one of America's most influential or most popular science teachers. <laughs> He's not a science teacher, but okay. Um, I but mean, yeah. have you watched his TikTok? He is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, SciShow in um, Crash Course, yeah, he does teach science. I mean, that's yeah. what, it, what he's doing. But it's just funny, yes. Yeah, and he had this random spinoff of Vlogbrothers where he taught about ugly animals. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> he just picked ugly animals and, like, thought about them. Um, but, no, I mean, I agree with you. I definitely feel like first-time writer, there's some parts that, like, the tense changes, and I don't know if part of that was, like, intentional where it's like sort of a stream of consciousness novel where it's like her thoughts. Um, but I definitely think that uh, the editor needed to have a little bit heavier hand in certain areas. April May is probably the worst character name ever. I <laughs> I am surprised that so many people like that, that you hate it. Cause I thought it was just a personal thing because I hate when people like, you know, it, okay, April. And I'm gonna my name is April, and they here. do all that stuff with my name. I'm going to offend so. some people here. It's like when you name your kids matching names. Yeah. Oh, this is Terry, Mary, and Carrie, <laughs> and I'm Larry, and my wife is like something that matches, like like Sherry, Sherry, no, <laughs> Barry, like a no, and our last name is Barry, and we love to live on. Yeah. It's terrible. And I mean, like her name is not April May. Like her name is not first name April, middle name May. Her last name is May and her parents consciously made the choice to name her April. Like, She's okay. Like, why? Okay. If she was born like on midnight between uh-huh. like the end of April and the beginning of May, like May 1st, April no, 31st. no. And- Nope, that's not I even a get, good excuse. Nope. I get that, but like we're getting in semantics here. No, I think that I think that what he did with it, like her Twitter handle is April, maybe not. And Which I is, thought that's, that's clever. But... I'm wondering if that came first. Yeah, I kind of wondered he that was too. Like, and he was like, "How can I make that?" Yeah, funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like the book overall, but I really um. I have, I, he filled a lot of cliches too. Okay. Oh yeah. It tries too hard to get to his point. Like, okay. New York city alone is a cliche in writing. Right. Um, a farm kid moving to New York. Fucking cliche. Artists living in New York in various stages of their art career. Cliche. Uh, Uh, a a younger millennial slash Almost Gen Zer becoming like obsessed Instantly with social famous. media. Yeah, it's cliche. very cliche. There's 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 a handful of cliches in here that is that annoy me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, it works. I'm, yeah. I yeah. I mean, I, I like the story. I like the book, and I can yeah. see the ratings. I, mm-hmm. I can see why it did well. 
you're getting a younger audience when you read this, but I just... I mean, I think part of the reason it did well is because the name Hank Green. Like, I don't know that a first-time author who is not Hank Green is selling a gazillion copies of an absolutely remarkable thing. Right. Of this book? Yeah. yeah. And, and they're not I getting don't think, the... I don't think the, if I wrote that book, I could get in the door anywhere. Right. And they're not getting the uh, the editors and the publishers, and they're definitely not getting the... Um, the um the back reviews. of the no yeah the back reviews yeah they're not getting um, that now um, don't get it twisted we enjoy this book oh yeah immensely right uh, what we're saying is I'm, I'm speaking for you april because that's what i do now because we're a duo um <laughs> what we're saying is is sally on the street is mm. not getting the time of day hank motherfucking green is getting Right, bottom line. Right, 100%. And there is some privilege that comes with his position um, and Which, his, I mean, his existing notoriety. Of- and, and I 100% think his brother helped him because on page 238, and I flagged this because, okay. damn. Um, so you haven't read all of John Green's books, have you? No. No. Okay, so I have. So one of his books is uh, An Abundance of Catherine's. I haven't read and there's, that. And there's a, like an overarching uh, story in that novel about um the assassination of franz ferdinand franz ferdinand yeah which was the start of world war one and that's in this book so don't tell me his brother wasn't involved (laughs) i wonder okay conspiracy theory time what if john wrote this with notes from hank and they just put hank's name on it to get a different no, audience. I don't. I don't think that's what happened. Uh, John, when he was publicizing the book on the pot on their YouTube channel, mm-hmm. he was saying that it was more of, of a book in any way than his books were books. Which I was like, that's nonsense. <laughs> I think probably if we were inside the brother duo, we would find out that like that John like dared him to include that. Oh, <laughs> I don't doubt this for it. It is. I. I. Know him as a social media personality. I know him from mm. Instagram, YouTube, right. TikTok. Right. I know him as social media personality. Right. It feels very much a Hank thing to be like, I dare you to write a novel. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do it. Right. You know what? Watch me, big brother. Watch right. me. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, so I, I'm glad you liked it. Um, it's one I wanted to cover on the pod because I liked it, but only after a second reading. Um, I, my biggest issue with this book besides the name is that, um, it tries too hard to make the point. Like this is not, and I'm going to give that a, this is not a book about space alien robots and, and what have you. It is specifically about social media, um, how influencers are made. And I mean, literally made, they are their own characters, um, and how uh, the media divides us. Um, oh, completely. And there is, I feel like it's a there's also, sorry. sorry, there's also, um, you know, a real, um, like, analogy to the way that, uh, that immigration is handled in this country as well. Well, and I feel like it also is a comment on how there's extremists on both mm-hmm. sides, right? Mm-hmm. How people take, because right. April May has people that are diehards for her, right? And then friggin' what the hell's his name? The guy with Peter Petchwicky or PP, whatever. PP, PP. No. Anyways, moving on. I'm a child. You know this. Um, he he's saying one thing, and then they're taking that and amplifying it. And then she's saying one thing and taking it and amplifying it. I feel like there is a big comment on that as well about how people take ideas and then run with it. And it's still your idea and you're to blame now for it. It's like when Marilyn Manson got blamed for school shootings back in the day. Right. 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 We can't hold the creator of an idea at fault for the way somebody interprets it. But that's really interesting that you say that because that is exactly what happens right now. And I'm right. going to use Donald Trump as an example. 
So I am not a fan of Donald Trump. We've already established that I am a conservative, but I am not a fan of Donald Trump. However, a lot of people on the liberal side say, blame him for the current climate, uh, the current race climate. Okay. Because he says some pretty inappropriate things, which is one of the reasons that I'm not a fan of his. But but you're saying, you're saying you can't hold one person responsible. And yet, sorry to be political, but that is what your side of the aisle keeps trying to do. (laughs) But again, just because I'm a part of that aisle does not mean that's my opinion. I agree. I agree. Anyways, moving on before we get hyper-political. We're going to come back to that because I actually do have a question in here about what about that later so we're gonna we're gonna take a pause from the political and come back to it i don't think we can talk about this book and not get a little political because it's there's a lot of politics in here right exactly all right so um what do you think about the character of april may is she more human or is she a caricature by the end of the book i feel like I think she's always been lost. Hmm. She doesn't, she has a solid foundation. Also a cliche, by the way. Right. She has a solid foundation. She's, seems like she's always been searching. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the reason the Carl's picked her. Carl's Mm -hmm. with a C, by the way, not Carl with a K. Carl's Um, with a C. Carl's with a C. Uh, Sorry. Matt is going to laugh when he hears that on the pod later. Just you, you've insane. told me about it, so it's funny. <laughs> um, Carl with the C saw a struggling person. Yeah. A person that was, this is just my opinion, of course, um, a person who was lost in their own world and was like, maybe I can help her find herself, you know? Yeah. And maybe, I think, part of this public persona is who April really is. I mean, I don't disagree that that part of it might be her, but like, I feel like I have public personas that are not me. I I feel like on our podcast, like I'm very much myself. I'm doing this with you. Who's been my, my best friend for so long that like, (laughs) yes, kisses. Like we know each other so completely. So I feel like a lot of times, I feel like a lot of times when I'm doing this, it's just having a conversation with you. Like I forget that we're doing this for other people to listen to. Which is probably, I probably should consider that. Um, but, but you know what? I think that's what makes it more authentic is you and yeah. I are being real. But like, um, I run a YouTube channel that's story time Miss videos. A- oh, that is completely different. And I am Miss April. And Miss, Miss April, April has been, she's been a character for a long time in my life. Um, she is my story time uh, children's librarian character. Which, by the and way, she's not know, me. Which, if you haven't seen Miss April, she is fantastic. My nephew <laughs> loves him, her. Oh, thank you. She That's does. So, sweet. so um, I'll actually put a link in the bio to Miss April because she is fantastic. You don't have to do that. Like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to cross-promote. That's not what's doing. I'm, I'm cross-promoting, so let it go. Okay, fine. But, but Miss <laughs> April is, she's a character that I, right. like, she's not me. I am an introvert. I am tired after I do story time. I don't really want to be social. I love kids, but like it takes a lot out of me, but Miss April, I can see. I mean, she is like riding high all day. She's, she wears tutus and knee high rainbow socks. And, um, she gets on the floor with kids and like talks to them about their favorite dinosaur. And I mean, I love doing those things, but I can only do those things in the confines of Miss April because I get exhausted doing those things. I get exhausted watching you do those things. Yeah. So it's like acting for me. Like that's my character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she doesn't have to be me. Um, and I sort of feel like that's what April was trying to do in this. Uh, not me, April. April May was trying to do in this. She and this Andy, is going to be a super fucking confusing so episode. fucking confusing. <laughs> um... <laughs> um <laughs> I think she and Andy were trying to build this persona and this brand and they did. And, you know, because they come from a marketing world, like they were able to do that. They could build this brand. Um, But I feel like at some point that brand and the person kind of crossed too much. Don't know her pre. 
right? We are but we just, know very little about her before. Right. We are right. just getting information as timeline the timeline goes right. along. So I feel like the April May, you and I feel like we know mm-hmm. is the reason I feel like they're the same person that they're aspects of her in the Mm -hmm. public persona is because that's the only information I have. I don't know who she was as a daughter. I don't know who she is as a friend, a girlfriend, a uh, bestie, you know? I mean, but could you make the argument, would you make the argument that she evolved over this to become something, maybe that she always was, but she evolved? Oh, for sure. The fame changed her. I feel like she was also addicted to the likes. Oh, for sure. For sure. Which I think is a generational thing. So, like, I, I mean, mean, we've talked I about... I addicted to the likes. I'm not going to lie. It I feels mean, look, great when... I've been, making, I've been making Reels videos for us, and I'm super mad that the one I posted today doesn't have as many views as the first one I posted, which got, like, 3,500 views. Like, right. where are I, my views? Where right. are my views, Reels? I, I feel like we get a serotonin boost from it. And yeah, when I mean, we do. you are um, chemically imbalanced, like I am, because <laughs> I'm fucking broken... We're um, neurodivergent, it's fine. <laughs> um, when I am, it fill it creates a serotonin rush, right? Yeah, it does. But it, it, it's a small serotonin rush. And right. then you lose it and you're like, well, fuck me. Right, Give that right. back. I liked that. Right. I, I don't know if you've seen this and I, please don't make fun of me for watching it. It was actually very interesting. But no, have, go you ahead, seen, have you seen the Paris Hilton documentary that No, that I want did? to. Was it good? It's actually really good. It's on YouTube. Um, they own it. They produced it. I think uh, she made it and produced it, but like sold it to them or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, I actually recommend it. Um, she is two different people too. The Paris Hilton that we see in that's front of hot. us. That's hot. And all of that. Um, that is a persona that she created good for her in the early mid early 2000s and she talks about that and who she really is and like even that high-pitched voice that she has that's not even her natural voice she has a lower voice like i do right um so there's probably some mental health things going on there with her but i just think it's interesting because that's an example of somebody who is like an older millennial slash you know oregon trail yeah so I like I don't consider myself to be a millennial. I consider myself to be like that micro generation of oh uh, shit. Zennials. She's our age. Eighty one. Yep. I I she's my age. I'll be forty this year as well. So um so I consider myself to be like a Zennial or an Oregon Trail, the micro generation or whatever. But like our oh, generation yeah. doesn't get sucked in as much as like the younger millennials. And maybe I'm wrong about that because Hank Green talks about how much he likes the, the likes. So I don't know. Right. Constantly. Um, but I, I think she's more of a character at the end of the book. Like she is now the persona that she created and whether that was somebody I mean, that she could be all along or not. I don't know. Couldn't be alone. Right. Even at the end, she had to continue streaming. Mm-hmm. She couldn't stop. Striving. I mean, she's literally, she, literally dying, burning to death. But didn't want to stop the stream, right? I mean, it's, um, yeah. I mean, it's really. I mean, I feel like that's it's fucked up, man. But like, it but we're all stuck in that. I feel like we're all stuck in that tunnel, right? And I feel like right now, where like, especially and it's since very, like contradictory that we're sitting here talking about it on yeah. a podcast that we're right. hoping get views and likes right. so that we can right. enjoy it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, we'll let you guys know if fame changes us. So, you know, like and subscribe, whatever. <laughs> uh, what is the right. thing the kids do? Click the link down below. Click the link below. Yeah. <laughs> if you want more content like this great video, listen, um, YouTube is on all the time in my house. Like my son's like, will literally walk around the house going, Mommy, like and subscribe. I'm like, to what? To what? I already made this. I'm not liking and subscribing. I made it. How do I unsubscribe? Right. That's the question. <laughs> Mommy needs like a 10-minute unsubscription. I'm unfollowing you for 10 minutes. All right, so the next question. So this book is about a space alien, but it's right. more common on social media and being internet famous. Do you think Hank was pulling from personal experience here or do you think the comment or, and also do you think the commentary he's making is valid? Okay. Start over. What? 
Yeah, my bad. that a question. Sorry. Try that again. I'm trying to like. Uh, how about her. one question at a time, Molly? Thank you. <laughs> have you have you fucking met me? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Okay. Do you think that Hank is pulling from personal experience here? On the being internet famous and I thought you were talking about space aliens. If he's keeping space aliens from this, fucking kudos, <laughs> Hank Green. Kudos. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense why he's in Montana. Um, uh, I think so. I think oh, there man. is a lot of Hank in April, May. Yeah. Uh, the chaotic, like, the chaotic bisexual, I would not be surprised. I've seen pictures from when he was a kid. And a t- teen Listen, he was college. just an emo kid in Orlando. Okay, they were all like that. <laughs> um, I've seen the Halloween costumes. Hank, it's okay to be bi. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you heard it here first, folks. Last week she was a fan of incest, and this week it's okay to be bi. <laughs> all by myself, thank you very much. Um. I see, but I do, as a person that has watched Hank over the years, I can say 10, at least 10 years of watching him between YouTube, internet fame in general. Yeah, he's been on, uh, the um, the Vlogbrothers has been on for 10 years. As long as I've been watching him and John. <clears throat> un- or no, un- they've like, been on for longer than that. It's just 10 it's, years of Pizza Miss. Yeah, um. I feel like, unlike John, who I don't see much of his personality and his characters as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Um, except except for looking for Alaska, because he is 100% Miles. Oh, he is Miles. That's beside the point. But April May has a lot of Hank yeah. um, qualities. And if you want to dispute that, come on. Come on the yeah. pod. We will do a revisit. <laughs> I tagged him in every single social media post we've done for this episode. So Same. what's up with Paylock? Um, um, I, I also think we talked about the cliches he falls into. This is another one for me. Like it wasn't enough for him to just pour himself into the character. He had to pour himself into a character who's a, a bisexual woman who is very uh, uh, open with her sexuality throat. and basically just wants to screw everybody. Like, Oh, she's attracted to everyone all of a sudden. Right. Her and he's talking about, friend, right. And he's talking about her body and like, she's, she knows she's attractive. And like, to me, that was like a lot of cliche stuff. I, I, like that's a pitfall that men writers fall into when they write women. One moment, please. Dear male writers, <laughs> hi, my name's Molly. Um, we need to have a talk. <laughs> Knock it the fuck off! Knock it the have, fuck off! <laughs> if you have questions about how women behave, act, and perceive, perceive in life, you look out your door. There right. are women in your life. Your mom, right. your sister, your fucking cousin, your grandmother. Right. Right. If not, right. email me at bookbessiespod at gmail.com. I will fucking answer your questions. He's married. Like, he's got access to a woman that way, too. But Stop it! Stop Sincerely, it! Sincerely! Molly motherfucking Biggs. <laughs> is, that your, is that your legal name? No, it's um, Molly Joe fucking Biggs. <laughs> Lately, okay. Molly Joe. That's so the, the point. That's a the whole other second. The second part of this question is: Do you think the commentary he's making on social media and fame that way is valid? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think. I mean, he's inside the fame bubble, making yeah. an observation and a comment on it. He could sit there and not say a damn thing, but he's sitting there speaking truth. Yeah, it's probably lonely at the top. I mean, yeah. sucks to be you. Boo hoo, well, you have money. He he and John also created VidCon, which is one of the things we right. talked about during the Looking for Alaska episode. So I feel like he's met a lot of influencers, um, and he's probably seen how that changes them as well. Right. Like, it used to be that we would complain that the Kardashians were famous for being famous, and no one could figure out why the fuck they were famous. I still don't understand it. But... Now there's a lot of people who are famous for being famous. Uh, what the fuck's her name? Uh, the, the the TikToker uh, that does there's the a lot of dance. There's a lot uh, of Addison Ray is the one okay. that comes to mind. Okay, she's she just did. Okay, I'm gonna go on a rant here. I'm sorry, guys. Um, she just did a reboot of She's All That. 
And now it's time for Down the Rabbit Hole with Molly. <laughs> the special part of the episode where we all <laughs> indulge in Molly's ADD. <laughs> this bitch cannot act. <laughs> I'm not even like, I watched 30 minutes of it and I always said no. Why did you watch 30 minutes? <laughs> because she's all that. I loved, loved Rachel Lee Kick Cook as a kid. And she that was, movie was horrible. It was disgusting. Oh, it was awful. I rewatched it as an adult. Holy crap, is it nasty. Yeah. Like, but Freddie Jr. is attractive. <laughs> yeah. And Rachel Lee Cook as well is very attractive. She is. She looks like a little, little pixie. She's adorable. I love it. Anyways, yeah. it's not the point. It's a reboot of a classic. I was really excited. Yeah. And they just threw a famous name in there. And she's mm-hmm. TikTok famous. So mm-hmm. they thought that math would add up. Guess what? Two plus two makes five in that calculation, not four. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to the book. Out of yeah, Molly's I mean, rabbit hole. No, that's okay. Uh, I mean, I, I Laura Cleary is someone that comes to mind for me. She's yeah. famous for being famous. But I actually really like her. Um, I feel like she's the same person she was when she started to. Oh, one hundred percent. And her book, Idiots, pretty good. Maybe we can review that, that too. It's pretty good. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, she, I feel like she's probably about the same person. I think she's changed by motherhood, but um, you know, she's famous for being a YouTuber and an influencer, and honest about her life. And yeah, um, another her son was just diagnosed with uh, autism. autism. Yeah, yeah. Which, so um, I felt that hard. Oh man, and, you know, and she's handling <clears throat> it pretty honestly. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I have to say the autism mom community is a welcoming community. Um, there's it's always hard. Well, and yeah, you all but fucking need support. But there's Bottom an expression. Line. Yeah, there's an expression. If you meet one kid with autism, you've met one kid with autism because right. it doesn't present the same in any kid. I mean, even when there are similarities between kids, it's just not the same. But I feel like that that community of like autism mom, like we just cling to each other because we need all the same services and we need to be able to vet that like my kid just talked to me for six hours straight about Mario Kart. I don't give a fuck, but that is what he has decided to latch onto today. So we're just going to super brain our way through it. Um, So yeah, I mean, but anyway, she's one of those people. (laughs) She's one of those people that are famous for being famous. Um, Okay. So here's my big question for you. And um, I, we're going to be political here because I think we have to be. All right, wait, okay. wait. <clears throat> Stretch it out. So put Before on your big girl panties, everybody. We're going to do this. All, All right. right. Ready. Let's hit it. <laughs> the two opposing sides in this book are described as going down party lines. Right. I thought it might be interesting to dissect this since we are on opposing party lines. Okay. Do you believe this is how the right and the left would behave in this situation if this situation was real? Yes. Why or why not? I do. Really? Um, Interesting. Um, there is, I'm not pointing fingers. Let's, I want to, I want to be clear here. I am going to be talking about <clears throat> different sects of political groups. I am not blaming anyone. Okay. Um, I think there are some yeehaw gun toting right wingers that would definitely see a threat and be like, America's number one, we need to protect, you know, America mm-hmm. and try to blow it up or whatever, or try to get rid of it. I definitely see that happening. And then I also mm-hmm. see the wackos on the left side, <coughs> the ones that like, the truth is out there, man, the truth is out there, right? And they would be sitting there praying to it. And like, I really think this is very much how this would happen. Hmm. I have a different thought on it. Oh, hit me. I love it. Yes. So I think it is not necessarily a political uh, agenda. I think it was a difference in the age between April and Peter. I feel like it wouldn't turn start as a political agenda, but I feel like it would turn into one. I mean, it probably would because every fucking thing does. But when you talk about people... That. People that are running scared and things like that, to me, that doesn't feel like what would be happening from the right. <laughs> I don't think it would be that at all. <laughs> but I do think, um, I think what he is, the commentary that Hank is trying to make is that people who are 
politically on the right are have some sort of fear of immigrants or people who are other. And I mean, I just don't, I just don't agree with that. And not everybody um, on the right does have that opinion for sure. But, but that is one of the people on the right that do have those opinions. Yes. But there are people on the left that have those opinions too. Yeah. Because there are assholes everywhere. Right. And so my thought is more Peter is uh PP is like in his fifties. Twenties, so we fall in the middle of that, and I feel like our generation would be like, "What are those things? They're aliens." Oh, that's kind of cool. Uh, Looks like know, a transformer. Awesome. Probably, probably should be a little cautious. Maybe we shouldn't like give it uranium. Like, um, maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, I feel but, like we'd be at home. Like our generation's going to be at home watching the YouTube videos. We're going to be watching information about it. Right. Yeah. Where I feel like we're not going out to seek this. We are not hunting shit down. We are at the stage where we're like, fuck that shit. We've seen enough terror in our lives. We'll just stay here. Yeah. We'll, we'll hang out like a safe distance from it. But I feel like the younger generation, the youths, they would be flocking to it and like, this is so cool. Let's gram this. Like, you know, let's get a TikTok video with Carl. Um, Whereas I think the older crowd, I think the older crowd would be like, uh, no, anytime that things have been invaded, like that shit's not been good. Right. (laughs) So so to me, I don't think it's a political thing. I think it's more of an age thing. And I don't appreciate that, that Hank made it political. And this is one of the reasons why I, like prefer the videos that John makes over the videos that Hank makes because Hank frequently makes videos that are politically charged and he rips on Republicans. And like, I mean, that's his opinion. It's his opinion and he's free to have that opinion. But like, I constantly feel like people just do not understand what either side believes. So I've said this, like I I'm more of a libertarian. Cause I'm just like, do what the fuck you want. And leave me the fuck alone. Like that's, that's my usually, thought. That's I, and that's where I stand too. It's mm-hmm. just um, you and I stand on different sides of that libertarian line. Right. So, like, when there's a center, like, I'm to the right and you're to the left, but we're very close to the center. We can high five from our exactly. lawn. <laughs> exactly. Um, whereas there are people that are really on the far right that have some very extreme thoughts that I'm like, right. I don't think you understand the ideals of the Republican Party because the ideals that we actually have are just, like, small government. Right. <laughs> like, I don't like, think... I don't think you did the reading. I don't, I don't, I don't think you studied for this test, boo. No. Try again. No, but then you have people, you have, <laughs> you have people on the left that it's the same thing. They've gone so far to the extreme that now like the politics over there aren't making sense either. Right. And, and I, I don't think we need a two party system in this country. I feel like we need to have more than that, but Can we play monopoly instead. That'd be fun. Like circling back to the point of what I brought this up for. My thing is, this is not an issue that would be political. I mean, sure, probably eventually would. I think there's one thing. I think it's a generational issue. Yeah, that is. You know what? You're you convinced me. It is a generational issue. I think I, I didn't. I think first generationally we would argue and then Mm -hmm. it would become political i don't think it would but there is one thing and 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 i just want to also say the president who is in office in this book is a democrat and so when things get political when anything happens that gets political whatever side is not in the white house is the side that's going to be the opposition right so Um, of course the opposition is going to be against because right. the president said this is safe <laughs> so right. now we gotta be like why it's not safe you know right. that's that's where i think he was going i think there's one thing that hank did not think about when writing an alien into the story what's that fucking fruit loops there are people that literally are cuckoo for damn cocoa puffs that camp yeah. out and go hunting for area 51 and hunt you don't think that we're not going to have the, like, he did not talk about at all the wackos that instantly are drawn to space alien things or what are so they well, think space aliens. We and, know they're crazy enough that, like, at the end of the book, when April tells them they all have to go touch gold to the, to right. the Carl, but I think they, that they like, more, literally rush armed guards to do it. But I think that's more April fans and less yeah. fans of Carl. 
Yeah. I I think we're omitting like I mean, yeah, April would definitely have that fan base. Right. We're omitting the crazy Where's the guy where's the guy from History Channel that has like the crazy hair and everything is aliens? Aliens, right? Um How were the Mayan temples built? Aliens. (laughs) How were the pyramids built? Aliens. I just feel like we're omitting a subset of group a subset group that would definitely be batshit crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. We do, we do get, we do get the other side of that. We get the group that doesn't want anyone to come near them because they don't want to be given the dream, right? Which I mean, we see that now with other things. So I mean, mean, he did, he did slightly touch on like the culty type people. There were some people that had like started a cult of Carl or something, but But it wasn't. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a cult of Carl. There was a cult of people. Starting a compound so they didn't get the dreams. No, but there was also like people who were talking about Carl being uh, like Messiah. Yeah. Okay. But it's really small in there. And maybe that was a choice because he was focusing on April May's story. I don't know. Right. But anyway. Anywho, let's I just want to say, I just want to say. Donkey farts. Both sides of the aisle split, spread fear. So right. I hate it. I hate it when people say only the left does this or only the right does this. Because the truth is, they both do it. Right. We're all they guilty both do it. it. We're all yeah. guilty of it. Yeah. We all point fingers. We all want somebody to blame at the end of the day. Right. Right. All right. So we've talked about this many times on this podcast, but I'm bringing it back. Well, fuck me. What is it? <laughs> is April May a heroine? Okay, hold on. Let me think about this. Um, While I think about this, I want you to answer me a question. (laughs) Should I play circus music? (laughs) No. Riddle me this, Batman. No. Uh, My question to you is, while I think about my answer for April May, why the fuck is there an Arby's in these dreams? (laughs) Um, I have a theory that that's just like Hank's favorite restaurant. (laughs) Or again... John's like, you know what? There should be an Arby's. <laughs> Why? And he just says to fuck with them. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> I think, yes, April is a heroine. She was willing to give her life in pursuit of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In pursuit of proving that this foreign being was safe. Mm-hmm. She was willing to sacrifice it all. Was some of that self-serving? Absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> but did she have a pure heart and have good intentions? I think so. I mean, I, I'll go with you on that she's a heroine. I can see that. I think there are enough qualities to show that. But I don't think that... Um, oh, my gosh. I just lost what I was going to say. I don't think... <laughs> Any of it was self. I, I don't think any Rub it of it off was, on you. Right. Oh, gosh. I, I worked this morning. For everyone that's listening, I'm sorry. We don't normally record after April's worked, but man, Same I'm bit. done. True. Um, but uh, I, I don't think that anything she does is without intention of an audience. Right. And um, I don't think that it was selfless at all. And I also don't think she was doing it with no regard to her own safety. I think part of that was just stupidity of youth. Like, I don't think some 40 year olds like, I'm going to go out there and maybe I'll get stabbed. Oh, hell no. I would have saw that alien took a picture, posted it Instagram and Facebook, and then went my fucking happy ass home. Right. I wouldn't (laughs) even have done that. I'd have been watching it from the comforts of my home. I'd have been like, oh, what's happening today? Right. Um, And, and I, I mean, side note, for all of you fans out there of this book, I when I got to the part uh, where the the stabbing happens, um, I, Molly, I knew Molly had just reached it, so I texted her grape jelly, and she texted grape back jelly. grape jelly. So for all of you fans of this book, that's your secret, like little happy moment, grape jelly. Grape jelly. Um, if you've not read the book, we're not grape. telling you what grape jelly is. Um, fucking grape jelly. Also, <laughs> donkey farts. Can we talk about, I'm not even going to talk about where it comes from, <laughs> just donkey farts. Sorry, sorry I just had a bug, so if anyway, sorry. Molly, I think you have worn off on me. Yeah, donkey farts. That's donkey your other, uh, that's your other one. All right, so I have one last question, then we can talk about whatever okay. you, other questions you have. But uh, the ending, though, 
Fuck that This ending. book ends on one hell of a cliffhanger. And before Fuck I ask you, my Hedge question. Green. Fuck you. <laughs> before I ask my question. When this book came out, I didn't know there was going to be a sequel. So it was released as like, it's going to be the book. That's it. Um, and so uh, it wasn't until after the book came out and people were reading it that it was like, oh, yeah, so there's going to be a sequel. So do you think April is alive? And or how do you think her journey continues? Okay, I think April's alive. I, because the, like, the fucking. A beam on fire went through her brain. Um. The fucking guys, like the, the Lego guys, um, disappeared around the same time, and I think they like the Carls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think they <laughs> teleported her out, fixed her on their spaceship, and then put her back. But um, when I was reading that whole chapter, as she's like the beams falling down, um, I one quote I absolutely loved in here, and she's on the phone with the nine one one guy, and she goes, he goes. Oh, he mentioned something about the fire, and she goes, my new favorite kind of fire! <laughs> like, I thought that was so funny. This chick is, like, near death, and she's like, my new favorite fire! I'm not gonna lie, I tagged that and actually thought, well, she's still be in April, May, even in the end. <laughs> what's, the, what's the line exactly? Can you read oh, it? let's see if I can find it. Um, but she's Keep like, talking. I think if it is April, it's a reconstructed April from the Carls. I don't think it's um, the April we know and love. I think it's like a cyborg type situation. She's part Carl, part April now. Interesting. And do you plan to read the sequel? Yes, ma'am. As soon as I have some free time. (laughs) Um, After Yes, Please, Poet X, Martian, Instructions to Dancing, Harry Potter Series 1 and 2, (laughs) Elizabeth and her Monsters and City of Girls. So that one week that we're taking viewer or listener questions, that's the week you're going to read it. I have three books that aren't scheduled that I want to read that I haven't. Like one of my favorite writers just came out with a book this summer and I haven't gotten to it yet. Well, just put it on the pod because that's why we're reading. You have to read the other books to get to this book. Well, fuck it then. Okay. Fuck it. Okay. Moving on. My new favorite kind of fire. I'm still trying to find it. Um, I know I'm in the right area. So when she's dying and goes into the dream state, I -hmm. thought they reset her. I really thought, and they put her back in the off in the subway, and she turns around to go back to the office. I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" They've reset it the whole time. Reset it. Reset it. They reset the whole timeline and sent her back. Like none of this has just happened. This is mm-hmm. just in April's head, and she's going to be put in a freaking insane asylum because nobody's going to believe her. But I mean, I was wrong. that's also that's also a good guess. Because Hank reads for Andy in chapter 25. He does? Yeah. Oh, see, I haven't listened to the audiobook yet, so... And um, I liked the narrator. Her name is Kristen Sear, S-I-E-H, Sire, uh-huh. Sai. Uh-huh. Sai. I'm going to say Sai. Um, she was pretty good in the audio. I, I wouldn't say she's my favorite audiobook narrator, but I didn't hate it. She definitely gave me 23-year-old girl vibes. Like, I feel, um, like, I feel like I want to know if he reads Andy's book, Andy's parts in the sequel. Spoiler, Andy has parts in the sequel. Um, A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. I'm looking now. Look, I feel like I'm wasting our time because I cannot fucking find it. Okay, so, um... But but yes, my new favorite kind of fire is basically what she says. Um, um, I that's all my questions. So, what questions do you have? Do you think April uses sex as a coping mechanism? No, one hundred percent. Like, I feel like I don't know. I'm mad at her for sleeping with Miranda. There's I, so many reasons why that was a bad idea. Number one, Miranda was obviously infatuated with the character of April May. Whoa, this is a full cast reading for the second well, book. The, and he's not in it. Okay, well, it does alternate narrators, like, several times. Like, every other chapter is a different narrator. Okay. But, um, uh, I, I kind of just want to hear him read that last chapter. I may just, like, crack into your audible. Go right ahead. Not sponsored. Not, not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
That's our new motto. Not sponsored. <laughs> Until we are sponsored. Um, no, I... What the hell were we just talking about? Um, I asked if you think April uses sex as oh, a coping mechanism. Oh, so, so I'm mad at her for sleeping with Miranda because Miranda obviously is infatuated with April May, the character. Right. Maya is still very much in love with her, and April is still in love with Maya. Whatever. Fuck that. I don't care that you say you've never loved her and that she's been your roommate the whole time. Fuck you. You love that girl. Right. And two- Just because you don't know how to process feelings is not- Go to therapy. Not, don't fucking yeah. fuck your friend. Right. Um, and then Andy, who we find out at the beginning of the book is like in love with April. Um, he pulls away from her because he starts having feelings for Miranda and like, right. she fucked that shit up too. Like you ruined right. it for him. Um, and also she's, Miranda's going to keep waiting. Right. I was just bad. It was bad for business too. Like you all own a business. Yeah. This is bad. I um, was really surprised. She didn't sleep with Robin. I saw I'm, restraint there, which was surprising. I'm not because I think Robin kept his distance and I don't on purpose because he could have lived with her in that two bedroom. But he, he but he kept it on purpose because of what he knew about uh, the agent about Jennifer. Right. Which Putnam. I, I mean, I'm with her. I was mad at Robin too. He yeah. definitely kept that secret from her, and he worked right. for her, and he was supposed to be honest with her. Right. And. And he put her in a situation that was uncomfortable for her. And, um, I mean, also, Peter's fans were essentially trying, trying to murder Trying to kill her. her. So, yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad, bad for business all around. Yeah. What would you have done? I, this wasn't one of my questions, so I just thought of it. Like, uh, what what would you do if you had, like, this the dream? Like, do you think you would be, like, a dreamer? Or do you think you'd be like, fuck that shit, I'm getting rest? <laughs> well, I don't sleep. Um, yeah, but in the dream you do like you get restful sleep. No, no, no you're it's, solving it's hard for me to fall asleep. Like well, it, it is for me too. That's why um, I, I, I struggle with sleep. Um, if I actually first, I would be pissed that somebody infected me mm. because I'm immunocompromised, and we don't know what these dreams freaking come along with. Yeah. Um. Two, I would definitely. I I, I don't like unsolved puzzles, so mm -hmm. I would be trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. And I would also be pissed that Arby's didn't have the curly fries. So there's that. I think I would just be enjoying Damn the fact you Hank that, Green. <laughs> I think I would just be enjoying the fact that I was actually getting restful sleep because people were getting more restful sleep than what they normally right. did in the dream. And like that sounds wonderful to me. Right. Um, but you know, you just sort of kind of proved my point, by the way. What? You said you'd be worried about what it would do to you because. Well, I think about my health 24 seven. Right. Like but we're not doing trick or treating. We don't, we haven't traveled to see my mom in two years. We don't but, do the things. But that's my point. It's a generational thing. Right. But it, it's not even generational. It's like, we don't do the things. Right. I know you don't. With COVID, I know. I know. we. We stay here. We don't trick or treat because the girls both have shit lungs and like. Right. I know. So I know. it's more about health and not about like. Yeah. If I was fucking hunky dory and the girls were fine and life was all good, I would be all about those dreams and I wouldn't be thinking about the repercussions. Right. Well, there didn't seem to be any. That we know of. We didn't get long term studies. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think we need to stop this conversation because i am going to go on a tangent that is not going to be conducive to this podcast <laughs> and we love our fans so moving on uh so next week is yes please yeah so um well I that one's in my that one's in my bedroom because i've got it next to my nightstand but okay I, I just before before we talk about next yes please oh, yes, this is the sequel a beautifully foolish endeavor um Gorgeous cover again, uh, and love the names. And so I, I encourage you, if you haven't read a, an absolutely remarkable thing and now we've enticed you to want to read it, just pick up a beautiful Both, bullshit at number the same at the same time. time you're just going to want to just blow, knock them You're not going to want to wait. Okay, no. so sorry. So next week, Yes, yes please, please, by Amy Poehler. Um, and, um, and, oh my God, this and, and Molly will be hosting. I will. Um, which, I mean, I think it's fitting that Amy Poehler and I are going to be 
Um, listen, I you are basically Leslie Nope. Leslie nope. <laughs> You're Leslie Nope, but I'm Amy Poehler. And after, yeah, I can make, I can remember that. And after, uh, yes, please, two weeks down the road, The Poet X by Elizabeth Acevedo. Highly recommend the audiobook version of this book. Uh, Elizabeth Acevedo actually narrates it. She narrates all of her books. Um, and the way that she reads, like, I just want to be in a warm bath and listen to her voice. And that might sound creepy, That's but man. Lovely. It's I love caramel that. deliciousness. Like it's, it's, it's beautiful. Is what you're telling me. Yes, and um, a lot of there are some passages in it that are in Spanish or have some Spanish words, and I don't know Spanish, so I like hearing her read them because then I can hear them in the the way they're actually supposed to be pronounced. Nice. Um, so, and the book audiobook's only three and a half hours. So that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. And then after that's The Martian, and then we wrap out the month with. Instructions for Dancing by Nicola Yoon. Um, she's one of my favorite YA authors. And this book actually came out this year. And this will be the first time our podcast is doing a book that came out this year. So it's on the podcast because April wants to read it. <laughs> Seriously, that's our lives now. Um, and then we start rolling to December where we're doing Harry Potter. Ugh. Elizabeth and her monsters and City of Girls. Yeah, to finish the year. All right, so follow us on all the things. Keep rating us, guys. We are so close to being on the charts. Like we're so close. So please rate us because hit us up because um, the algorithm for recommending podcasts it's very difficult to be a recommended podcast when you are not famous, right? Um, But we are almost there. So keep rating us. Um, We also will be posting uh, probably in the next couple of weeks. A form to Q and A. Ask us our favorite books. Ask us what our favorite color is. Yeah. Ask us what mascara we wear. We don't care. We're and if you don't ask those questions, then you, you don't get an episode because that's all we have planned for that week. <laughs> I mean, I can find filler. I always can talk. But it, but Molly, hey. don't don't tell them that. Make them do the work. <laughs> all right. They don't so- want to hear me ramble. <laughs> All right, everybody, we've gone over by six minutes, so we're going to let you go. But thank you so much again for listening, and we'll see you next week with Yes, Please by Amy Poehler, where Molly will host. Bye! Bye! Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was An Absolutely Remarkable Thing by Hank Green. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins, editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the book besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the book besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.